Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bomba donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast, code acast. And welcome to the second episode. <laughs> What did it start like movie phone? And you know, I'm trying to keep 99 over here. Fair enough. Welcome to the second episode of podcast like it's 1999. Where Phil Iskov and I talk about the movies. Who are of, you, though? It's on the, it's, it's, they downloaded this <laughs> on iTunes. On Kenny Nybart, yeah, yeah. Um, once and future TV writer, and with me is <laughs> Phil, Phil Iskov. Is, yeah, Phil Iskov. Yeah, it's me. And this is podcast not, like it's 1999, where we talk about the movies in 1999 from our purchase here in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, last week we spoke about. Inarguably, one of the best movies of 1999 and Eyes Wide Shut. Absolutely. And this week, we are going to talk about inarguably potentially the worst movie of 99. Well, there is a uh, an award ceremony every year called the Golden Raspberries. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I am the Razzies. The Razzies, otherwise known as the Razzies. This movie swept the Razzies that year. Um, And who who uh, accepted those Razzie awards? A man named Robert Conrad. (laughs) Who you uh, you probably don't know, but he played Jim West mm-hmm. in the 1960s television series The Wild Wild West, yes. which was in 1999 made into a movie called Wild Wild West. You know, it's yeah. like Justin Timberlake was like, drop the the. It's cleaner. Just yeah. Wild Wild West, but it didn't really work because this movie sucks. <laughs> uh, it sucked garbage. at the time. Yeah. It sucks now. <laughs> But I'm going to make the argument that it is as important and as influential uh-huh. as any movie in 1999 because it it is it is the okay. last of a breed of a certain type of movie, mm-hmm. and it has set us in a significantly better and more fruitful path when it comes to our large summer temple blockbusters. So before we get into the plot of Wild Wild West, it's a Byzantine convoluted. Uh, Pretty moronic plot. Uh, this is uh, what the storyline of this movie is for people who haven't seen it, just so that they have a general idea as to what this movie is about. Just Jim, if they want to be dumber, 
If you want us you to make you dumber right now, well, listen yeah, to this. It, this is like a straight shot of dumb. Yeah, so that you can then enjoy the, the chaser that is the chaser that is this uh, us, this podcast. Us, yeah. uh, Jim West is a guns a blazing former Civil War hero. Uh, Artemis Gordon is an inventive U.S. marshal who excels in disguise. When the United States is threatened by psychotic Confederate Arliss Loveless, President Ulysses Grant teams the duo up to bring him to justice. On a hazard packed train journey from Washington D.C. to Utah, Jim West and Gordon, played by Will Smith and Kevin Klein, must combine their skills to best loveless and his diabolical machines now our, now our listeners are too dumb to <laughs> no, they're gonna be like do i have English. to listen to this fucking oh, thing it's so much better than that it, it actually is it this feels like it's really the, the, the straight no, it, goods. i mean it's so much suckier than, than, that. than that but 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 it's good it's great yeah. uh let's dive in okay well before you start speaking in broad terms about Wawa West. You want to talk a little bit about where it came about from? Wawa, and how about Wicka Wicka Wawa. Wicka Wawa. Um, I want I'll, to talk about every inch of thing this, about this, of this movie. Garbage movie. Let's, let's start. start. Let's start in 92. Very briefly, Warner Brothers was planning to make a Wild Wild West movie with Richard Donner. Because Shane it Black. is such a, a popular yeah, everyone wanted television it. show. Everybody was demanding a Wild Wild West movie. I'm going to take my first tangent here. Okay. Three minutes into the Three podcast. Three minutes into the podcast. This is, as I said in a, in a previous podcast, this is one of five remakes of television shows that came out this year. If, yep. if I remember correctly, it's Dudley Do-Right. Yes. It's Mod Squad. Yes. It's um, Bewitched, yes. I think. I and it's My Favorite Martian. It's My Favorite Martian. It's Wild Wild West. I don't know With if the Bewitched ex- is 99. I think you might be incorrect. In I might be incorrect? Yeah. I think, I think that's like 2005. Um, I will find out what they are. But yes, there were five. Um, Kenny will will find that for us. So um, the other one is Inspector Gadget. Sure. Yeah. Um, go, go, and go, what go. they all have in common is no one wanted these fucking movies. <laughs> uh, no, see, like, like true. there is something to you know three and 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 one of mm-hmm. you know one of my main goals with this podcast is to figure out why this movie. Existed and why they thought it would be good. More why they thought it would be good and successful. And the only thing I can think of is Mission Impossible is a success. And Mission Impossible is probably Mission Impossible, Maverick, and The Fugitive are the three TV TV shows turned movies. Maverick, really? I mean, no one talks about. They're the only ones that were successful. That's that's it. Before this, was Maverick. I mean, I don't know. Hundred million dollars. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I looked it up. I have it here. Um, I think it was it was just fueled on the the, the palpable chemistry between Mel Gibson and, and Jodie Foster. Foster. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, Maverick is also <laughs> somewhat worth talking about because it's also a western. Well, that's as I was just about to say. Yeah. Uh, 92 Warner Brothers wanted to make a Wild Wild West movie. Richard Donner was going to direct it. The script was written by Shane Black and it was going to star Mel Gibson. And then Donner and Gibson went off and decided to do a Maverick uh, TV adaptation, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and uh, this Wild Wild West motion picture continued in the development stage with Tom Cruise rumored to be Jim West <laughs> uh, in 95. And There's then no way he would have done that stupid shit. Terrible. It would have been terrible. <laughs> uh, but that being said, the guy they got was the biggest movie star in the world. So Sure. Um, he was. He was. He was. He I, made I'm this not, shit look good. Did he? Well, not this shit. Not this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he made some previous shit look good. Yeah. Uh, Maverick, $101 million domestically. Okay. It's just, it, but, okay. but sorry, so they thought there were yeah. three movies sure. that were successful, 
particularly Mission Impossible, which was, you well, know. The Fugitive was an enormous success. Oscar nominated. Yeah. And, and, and holds up. It's still a great movie. One of the, well, truly, I mean, truly one of my favorite movies. And then Mission Impossible, I hate everyone else in the world loves. Hates a strong No, word. I do. I hate okay. but we, I enjoy that movie. If we, if we happen to have a 1999 movie that is a, uh, that is a spy movie that takes place in Europe. I don't know if we do, but we might. Because remember last episode I said how much I hated The Saint? I hate spy movies that take place in Europe. I always have. I don't, okay. It's a very I, specific thing to hate. I don't, I don't like, know. I don't like Bourne movies. I don't like most Bond movies. See, okay. You don't do, like spy movies. I think is what uh, you're saying to me. I, I don't, most spy movies take place in foreign I, locations. Well, they, I know. But, That's what being a spy, spy is. is. Good, I don't like. <laughs> I guess I don't really like spy movies. There we go. Okay. We, I don't think there's a single we're spy movie I like. Okay. Um, All right. Moving but, on. Moving on. So keep going with a yeah okay so basically you know uh discussions with will smith and director barry sonnenfeld began in february of 97 they obviously were coming off of the success of men in black uh they pursued a bunch of people to play artemis gordon uh clooney was very close to doing apparently he was in he was in like they made they it was a scheduling thing that ultimately he dropped he mean he dodged a bullet on that one uh you had Kevin Klein, who obviously ended up doing it, but you had Matthew McConaughey. You had Johnny Depp in contention. For the, I mean, this... this also... What just, would this movie... I just... I mean, it, it's a testament to how just gonzo this film is to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of the things that I think makes this movie so lifeless is that there's no chemistry between Will Smith and Kevin Klein. They clearly are in either different movies or don't... There's just nothing going on. Who do you blame that on? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I actually probably blame it more on Will Smith than I do on Kevin Klein. Why blame it on Kevin Klein? Okay, well, okay. So uh, uh, let me state why I think it's Will Smith. Because I don't think Will Smith is acting in this movie. I think Will Smith is playing Will Smith. Mm -hmm. He's not actually playing a role. Um, And I think that he's – everything is bouncing off of him because Mm -hmm. he's clearly pissed off and he knows he's in a, a bad movie. And I think that he's not giving anything. I think Kevin Klein is playing broad and he's playing for the cheap seats. But he's trying. And it's and it's actually painful to watch him flail around for the entire running time of the movie. But he's trying. Will Smith is just like, give me some sunglasses, even though they've never been invented yet. I want you to. I, I want to use modern slang, even though no one speaks like this. Like he's just he just showed up and he got paid wow. and he thought he was bulletproof. You're you're you you I, you're moving into another argument I kind of wanted to make uh-huh. or have, or it's not even really going to be an argument. But the the my 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 point about Kevin Klein is. Apparently, Kevin Klein wanted this role to be funnier. Um, okay, he wanted so he wanted Artemis Gordon to have a thing, uh, and it kind of came off as two clowns against each other. Whereas, I don't think Will Smith's playing a clown. Well, I'll make my second point in a second. Okay. But okay. Will Smith had such great chemistry with Tommy okay. Lee Jones, sure, um, that it's not that hard to it's not that hard to play against a Will Smith man out of. Uh, it's Take it, yeah. Bar. So I was going to say, but you man, need a straight man, is what you're getting at. And Kevin Klein didn't play a straight man. Kevin Klein played it as comedy. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I get that. And I think that had Kevin Klein played it straight, it's so m- the movie would have still been bad. But Will Smith, if you, there are 
a lot of comparisons to Men in Black here for a myriad of reasons, obviously. The biggest one being Barry Sonnenfeld directed both of these movies. Wilson yeah. started both these movies. Two-hander, That's genre. What I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of parallels here, and it just shows that like Men in Black, which my, I imagine bought its way out of with some amazing special effects and you know a bunch of sort of whatever. It's a really tight 90-minute movie that's funny. It gets in, it gets out, and it knows what it is. This movie never knows what it is. Almost on purpose. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So the the points you're making about sunglasses and slang. Yes. Um, there are parts of this movie that felt like Martin Lawrence's Black Knight. Now, in Martin Lawrence's Black movie. Knight, well, do you know what happens in Black Knight? I think he's transported back in he time. He fucking time travels. So it makes sense <laughs> that everything is different and that, yeah. that, that yeah, he yeah. uses slang yeah, and he yeah, doesn't yeah. understand. In this movie... You you actually fixed this movie just with that note. If he had t- traveled in time back and it was a modern day Will Smith in this movie, it was the whole movie would have been twenty percent better. It's as if there was a deleted scene yes. where Will Smith yes. traveled back in time because he's yeah. he's very clearly yeah. a modern or nineteen ninety nine version. Mm-hmm. Of himself or a character like him who has gone back. He doesn't speak with an accent. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, and all of the – I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but all of the – all the like slavery stuff. Yeah, all, that stuff say. all of that quote-unquote plays better if he's traveled through time because then it's a man who's obviously hates the fact that he has to play, you know, uh, a black man in a time when that was a, you know, a subservient Mm-hmm. station uh whereas because he's not it's the whole thing's really historically did, incongruent you're just like what's just happening solve we did, did we just we fix fixed this movie we fixed this movie all you needed was time travel why not and well, by I the mean, way like why, why not because like gives look at crap. what they did exactly. they did a lot they invented flight in this movie oh they God. did a lot of shit they in a, this they movie giant steam controlled mechanical spider yeah all right, so we are going to talk about. <laughs> we got to talk about that later because that's that's we they're going to. Uh, but we are going to talk because you know full disclosure to the listeners before this, um, Phil <laughs> admitted that there were elements of this movie yes. that were quote unquote decent. Yeah, and, and I, I will I will name one of them right now if you'd yes, like. Do it. The giant mechanical spider. Those special effects. I didn't expect that to be yours. Those special yes. effects still hold up right now. Today I was watching. Not today. Two days ago I was watching it on Netflix. And I was like. I gotta say, yeah, feel the same. One hundred and seventy million dollars, well spent way. on that mechanical spider. We, it still looks great. I didn't expect you to say that because, I, so my decent things <laughs> were. Uh, I thought the steampunk shit yeah. was cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I th- actually think it's it's by far the coolest choice they made. It was a good choice. <laughs> well, I mean, um, sure, it was just. It it's was, also unfortunately the hill they died on. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Well, so it, it, they were. It was such a weird Gonzo idea, yeah. but yeah. but it's it's not. I thought having never seen this, and that's part of this. I had never seen this movie. Yeah. I had only seen bits and pieces, or maybe a trailer, and I knew that it was a bomb, and I had seen the giant the mechanical theater. spider in the theater, and you, so you knew. But the good friend Jan Katask. Who, uh, who did our art? That guy's the best. He's the best. Never he's met him. He's great. Um, Never met him. But he's, yeah. but he's done so much for yeah. us. Yeah. I thought that this was some kind of s- science fiction and or alien invasion yeah, yeah. movie yeah. meets the Wild West. And I was pleasantly surprised that they actually put just a modicum of effort into explaining why these ridiculous things exist. shit sure. existed. 
Well, let's, and let's, I thought this shit looked good. The other thing I thought yes. looked good, I thought the production design in most scenes, especially the interiors, yes. was yes. top notch. Top notch, well, top I mean, notch yeah. and would look just as good today. Yes. But that made me think how little we've come in the realm of production design. Because if you look back, I happen to also watch Splash a couple mm-hmm. nights ago. Sure. With my children. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Splash. Great movie. It's a lot of fun. It looks like garbage. And um, part of that is because... tail's pretty impressive. It just, it, it looks like they did as well as they could with what they had at the time. You know, having seen, just recently seen The Shape of Water, the new uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. Well, there you go. Uh, where where Sally Hawkins falls in love with a, a fish man. Yeah. Um, surprising similarities. Now, male spa- male the, 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 It's sort of, kind of got some splash qualities to it. <clears throat> splash is a lovely movie. Yeah, sure. It doesn't look great, but no, no movie from remaking that. it. No movie. They are. Yeah, you heard about the remake, Channing Tatum. Oh and yeah, the, face. Oh yeah. Wait, uh, no, he's the he's, he's the, the fish. man. Yeah, and it's uh oh my god, what's her name? Belle. Oh my god, I can't remember her name. She's in like uh, Belle <clears throat> Thorne. No, she's in uh, Rough Night. She was in Twenty Two Jump Street. Jillian Bell. There it is. Um. Anyway. That will be interesting because Maybe. it's a pretty simple movie. It's and they're ex- playing it for laughs. It's one of the most. It's one of the simplest movies. Yeah, but this isn't about. This is about splash. This is our podcast about movie. splash. Far superior movie. <laughs> well, I mean, far superior, less ridiculous. Sure. Um, Which just more, says something. More fun. <laughs> and uh, that, a, that a man falling in love with a mermaid seems more plausible than Wild uh, Wild West. I, I, I Here's the thing. So Wild Wild, just to get a little bit more context, just to keep us uh, to keep us moving. Uh, it is. It has an official budget of 150 million dollars, but unofficially at 170 million dollars, yeah. and still stands as the most expensive movie produced by Warner Brothers and the most expensive movie wow. released in '99. Uh, which all, is crazy. Which, which is also amazing how much fucking green screen they use. It is. It's brutal. so embarrassing for them. It's. Br- Don't you think it's embarrassing that they have these fucking desert shots where? Yeah, you're, they're you're, clearly you're, standing in front of. Crazy. Or and and there's a lot of stuff too on that giant mechanical spider where they're just there's so much halo and fuzziness around them that you're it's just crazy. like this is embarrassing, guys. But then they'll cut to like a wide shot of the of the spider blowing up a. a blowing up a town and you're like oh it looks pretty cool i mean I, I'm, oh, yeah. like i was game for that um then there's i mean the i don't even know how much they spent on erasing kenneth Branagh's legs for a, a whole lot of shots so that couldn't have been cheap either um and his reproductive organs as he'll say reprodu- over and over, over and, and over, over and over, over and over um so let's just rewind a little bit to the, ste- the steampunk thing that sure. you mentioned because i i think that steampunk is a nut that Hollywood has yet to crack. Um, Cowboys and Aliens, uh, Lone Ranger. Um, there's a fair amount of steampunky things that have been at uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like a lot of steampunk things have been attempted. I've always thought of steampunk yes. as far more of a British thing than a Western thing. Okay. Um, well, but it's interesting. It's a Jules Verne thing. It kind of has this shared DNA. It, yeah. You know, this adventurer, you know, kind of this this uh-huh. adventurer thing. Sure. Um, but I feel like it has worked with – I can't think of anything. The but, only thing that I can think of, and I try – I mean, oh, there's also uh, Golden Compass. Um, there's uh, uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow to a certain extent. The only filmmaker that's been able Fucking to – Fucking wildly underrated. 
Uh, Do you okay. like that? I, I, I saw it when it came out. I, thought it, I thought it was so pretty cool. cool. Uh, yeah. The only person who seems to have cracked it is, I think, Jean-Pierre Genet. Like, I think that mm. City of Lost Children, um, that's kind of the only... Would you call po- Dark City a steampunk movie? I don't think so. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, there are steampunk elements to the Matrix to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, the thing about steampunk, truthfully, is that it's it's a little bit nebulous. It's a thing that you kind of can slot into stuff. I mean, hell, there's steampunk elements in uh, in Sleepy Hollow. You know, his his goggles and a lot of the, like, sort of antiquated tech that Ichabod is using in that movie is a little steampunky. But all, a, this, all it, this is a long way of saying that the Western mashup has yet to work. I think that there's been a lot of times where Hollywood's looked at the Western and said, okay, well, what if we brought in aliens? Or what if we brought in steampunk giant mechanical spiders? Like, how do we spice this up? Because it can't just be a bunch of people on horseback because that's not interesting enough, which I think is a mistake. We were talking, we were texting the other night about how, like, True Grit was an enormous success. And mm-hmm. that's a straight-up great fucking Western. Mm-hmm. Um, Unforgiven is another example of, a, of great, like, great Westerns, clean, precise, classical Westerns can work. It's when they inject these other elements into it where you're just – I mean, I saw Lone Ranger in the theater and I was just like, I don't even know what I'm watching. Why do you think that is? Because – all right, so this is an argument we yeah. were having over text. Yeah. My point is basically I don't really think Western is a genre. Well, that's crazy. Well, it's not. I, I don't think – I mean it is. Like it is a genre but it's – So that in, in itself has deflated your argument. It's the only – well, because genre is a very kind of loose, squishy term. You know, okay. steampunk is a genre, but okay. but I hear what you're in saying. terms of the way it informs the story, yeah, it doesn't outside of setting and time. Yeah, um, sure. You know, westerns basically take place after the Civil War, mm-hmm. before kind of the technological revolution. Yeah, um, so basically in a fifty-year period yeah. while the West is being settled. Yeah. I guess it could take place before the Civil War, but you know the the eighteen hundreds, um, okay, in the in the American West and outside of that, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. There there are things that happen in a lot of westerns, like you know, man goes, you know, like a like like a weird stranger comes to town, or there's a bank heist, or you know, okay. there's kind of lawlessness, or there's cowboys versus Native Americans. But um, okay, would you say Brokeback Mountain is a western? Well, I, I listen. We we can sit here and we can like we can split hairs about how each of us define the Western genre in film. That's but I what think I wanted to do. I want isn't that what? what this podcast is about? It's splitting the, hairs. The splitting hairs podcast no. about about westerns. No, 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 no one but, cares about. But, I, mean, but I just don't think that anyone cares to hear that. No, but it matters for me in terms okay. of your point, which I which which I'm interested in. Yes, why the mashup doesn't work. Well, with a genre has, that's essentially just because dictating it, it feels place and like time. anything you inject into a western, anything modern, right, is incredibly jarring. Except for a gay romance, which worked into one of the most beautiful sure, movies. Sure, but of all that's time. also like it's a beautiful character piece that you're talking yes. about. I'm talking about adding, you know, like Westworld's another example of that too, right? Which is a show that that a lot of people really like. I have problems with it. There's a lot of things I like about it. There's some things that I'm mm-hmm. not so thrilled with. But I do think that that works, weirdly works, because it's it's sort of this... It's not know, a Western. It's, it's, it's just not. Like, well, but it takes place in a Western town. I, it, and I understand it, what you're saying, which is that it's it's deconstructing the idea of 
of a theme park. Yes. And I understand that. And that's why that mashup works. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you're talking about. The the Western is sitting on top of something else. Right, exactly. I don't know if you've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? Westworld? I mean, bits and pieces of it. Yeah, so in Westworld, the movie, you have Westworld. You also have... I believe it's called like Roman world yeah, and Roman. medieval world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these three three yeah. worlds sit on top of this, you know, modern or, or yeah, yeah. somewhat somewhat futuristic world. And I think that is why why Westworld works because it really isn't about the Western. No, part. I get that. I get that. And all the other Whereas movies, these Cowboys are, and exactly. Aliens, is we live in the West, exactly. And this weird shit happens. Yeah. Getting back to Wild Wild West, yeah, we live in the West, and this weird shit happens. Which is essentially a crazy Kenneth Branagh with an here with a sometimes here sometimes there accent and impossible facial hair, um, which apparently was was modeled after a spider. If you look at it, it's supposed to look I, like a spider. I have another point to make about fucking spiders. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I, let's just talk. Let's, I want to kind of talk about this from thirty thousand feet for a second sure. before we get into sort of the the Byzantine plot of this movie that yeah. still doesn't really make any fucking sense. Um, Adam's Family Values, Adam's Family, the two Adam's Family movies mm-hmm. that Barry Sonnenfeld directed are great. Uh, Men in Black All, is By great. the way, TV remakes that work. There you go. Yes. Uh, Men in Black is great. Get mm-hmm. Shorty is great. No doubt. He makes this movie and he never fully rebounds. Hold on. The other thing about Barry Sonnenfeld that I'm sure you saw is you, you saw what he did in his early career. He was a cinematographer for, for the Coen brothers, brothers and for Rob Reiner. He did uh, When Harry Met Sally. First fucking thing yeah. he ever did was Barton Fink. That yeah. must be why Emmett Walsh is in this movie. But like, probably not Barton Fink. Uh, Blood Simple. But but like that sort of taps into something that I was just about to talk about, which is how deeply unfunny this movie is. He learned Barry Sonnenfeld learned from some of the best filmmakers when he was a DP for them in terms of knowing where the joke is Mm -hmm. and he loses the thread here and he never finds it again really like i don't think his career ever really rebounds it doesn't but it also should be said that get shorty's a funny movie i know men in black's a funny movie i know um the adam's family movies are funny exactly like they're not just good movies they're funny movies where the jokes are in the right place and there are some yeah there are some exceptionally well-told jokes in all of those movies. Well, the timing is killer. Like, he gets the timing. This movie is dead. This can't is- be Seinfeld's fault, is my point. Let's <laughs> fucking resurrect him, because this can't be his fault. There's this Everything about this movie, yeah. from the creation, yeah. to the marketing, yeah. to the exhibition, to this well, day, on, I want to look up everything is wrong. Like all right, here's what I will say. The one thing I know that Barry Seinfeld directed that I adore um, is the pilot for Pushing Daisies. So and then he did, yeah, I do love that. I love that. Uh, okay, so Adam's Family. Then he does a movie called For Love or Money with Michael J. Fox. I know and, that movie. It's a nice movie. Okay. He does Adam's Family Values. He does Get Shorty, Men in Black. All great. Does Wild Wild West in 99. He then does Big Trouble, which I only remember existing because it was about a bomb at an airport or something, and it had to get pushed because of September 11th. I do not even know that movie, and um, that's bad news. So he does that. Then he does Men in Black 2. Which was another movie affected by nine eleven, unfortunately. Not a bad movie. Uh, not a good movie. No, either, but though. not bad. Not you know. It's a, I mean, it's it's a okay. He does RV, which was that uh, Robin, Williams. Robin Williams and his family. It's like um, a sort of a national lampoon almost kind of thing. So no uh, offense. Then to he any starts people. doing a bunch of pilots. He does Pushing Daisies, Suburban Shootout. Uh, he does Notes from the Underbelly. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been rough. It's been a tough time for him. Then he has Men in Black Three. 
which cost a bazillion dollars because they shot basically two movies. Uh, but it does well at the box office, so I guess he's got that. Yeah, it's not great. It's been tough for Barry Sonnenfeld. And I don't think it was his fault. I, I just... I partially blame him, but I know... But, um, all right, so this is this is what I wanted to say. Yeah. So there's a little little anecdote in mm-hmm. the Wikipedia yeah. article about this, about the producer, John Peters. <laughs> and apparently, he produ- he also was a Superman producer... Oh, so you're doing the Kevin Smith story? Kevin Smith mm-hmm. said there were three things that he needed in yeah. Superman. He needed uh, no tights. He said no no suit. He doesn't fly. No suit doesn't fly. And, and there's a giant spider that he fights at the end. Fights a giant spider <laughs> in the end, right? Superman not wearing his costume or flying is just a guy. For <laughs> the, so for, for the feet. Well, look, for the feet. We could talk about this too, but yeah. that, that, that's, that was Smallville. They got six seasons sure. out of no flights and no tights. Uh, okay, so, but, but no one's going to the. And then, theater, right? well, then Logan is another. You know, okay, whatever. We don't, we're not going to. But it, it it could work. I just wouldn't reboot Superman that way. <laughs> um, but yes. but so that's 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 one part. So that obviously never happened, and that Superman Nicholas Cage version never happened. Yes, John Peters is on this movie. Yeah, he definitely has a thing with giant spiders. <laughs> And he yeah. and, and, and giant mechanical spiders. And yeah. who does he hire to write this movie? Mm-hmm. But two guys whose big two previous credits is, are a movie about giant desert creatures, mm-hmm. tremors, tremors, and a movie about robots. Short Circuit. <laughs> this guy was hell bent to make this happen. To make a giant, giant spider thing happen. A giant spider thing happened in the desert. desert. He, yeah. I mean, he married this. Yeah. He bought. He got the two right guys to do it. If you, I mean, if you're, if you're for looking. that one point, and and as we said, that's the best part of the movie. So they <laughs> nailed that. But well, the best part is so Kevin Smith tells this story uh, in an evening with Kevin Smith documentary about the, he does. He used to do these um, these like one man shows or whatever. Yeah. So he was telling this story, and what I think is the, the the culmination of this story is that he goes to see. Kevin Smith goes to see Wild Wild West that summer in 99 and the giant spider shows up and he was like I'm so happy that John Peters got his giant spider like he was just like good for him he made it happen I guess that also <laughs> seems a little it it also seems a little um a little Veruca Salt you know what I mean uh no <laughs> in Charlie in I know Charlie who Veruca Salt is I just don't know oh, I don't she know. wanted the goose to go the, oh, yes, the golden sure, sure, I want sure, sure. the goose that lays the golden eggs and she she, she got, got it. it. So yeah. that it just seems like a it seems like a baby. Yeah, yeah. No offense, Mr. Peters, you've done great stuff. He was a hairdresser who became the producer. He was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, and then she brought him on as a producer. So and, what? No, no, well, I'm not. I'm not judging that. I'm he's just a, like he's a big this. consumer of podcasts, and he may be listening to this podcast. So, Is he? No, I don't, I'm just joking. What? Okay, the whole thing's a, this is a extended this riff. Is a bit. Um, you committed to it though. Well, planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, okay, so let's 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 dive yes. into this to this turd. Um, <laughs> let's go turd diving. You ready? Ready. Get your skin suit on. So uh, it I, opens with this with this cold open. I guess is the best way to describe it. Where a guy is is running for his life through the woods. He's terrified. Uh, there's a a giant spinning blade. I circular guess it was called like a circular circular saw, saw blade, blade on it with it with a, a spider on it. Uh, and we don't know what he's running for. He runs from this thing. It chops off his head. Wait, we don't know what he's running from, but he is yelling plot points. It's true. He goes, <laughs> he's a madman. Giant spiders. He's yelling <laughs> fucking <laughs> plot points. It's so, it's, it's so hacky. So it was at that moment oh. where I was, I think I texted you at that moment. I'm like, <laughs> kill me. This is draining my will this to live. draining my will to live. So, okay. So guy dies, has his head chopped off. Uh, Ted Levine uh, of, of Buffalo Bill fame of, from yeah. uh, Sons of the Lambs and, uh, and Heat as well. He's great in Heat. Um, uh, reaches over, pulls the blade out of the guy's neck. Uh, and then we see the credits. Like it's it's supposed to be like an intriguing beat, but it's clearly either a reshoot or it's been tacked on to. Like it, it feels incongruent with what's going on. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit like the beginning of Get Out. I guess, but you know, uh, sure. Uh, so then we get a version of the credit sequence, which apparently, having never seen the original film, they mirror the credits to that, but they don't use the theme music because they wanted to hold that. Oh, the until TV later. show. Yes. I mean the, the the music's good, you know. It's not the music's fault, and the, the well, credits. No, I just I'm just speaking to the fact yeah. that they're they are tipping their hat to something that no, one that no one's ever about. seen or knows anything about. No one gives a shit about. I don't even think my dad gives a shit about yeah, it. I, so okay, so but and, and the other thing is like another very 1999 thing, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of sticking with the theme of 1999, which is toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Every shot in this fucking. Opening credits yeah. is either a gun yeah, or yeah. someone getting shot. Yeah, it's wild. This is a this is a kids movie, and there are yeah. a lot of things we'll see over the course of this episode that will go where, where where I just was thinking, guys, this is a kids movie. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you. you. Know, uh, so we cut to Will Smith in a uh, a water tower, I guess, uh, making out with with some girl. Um, did, did you catch her name? Just kidding. She's literally only in this one scene to make out with him and for the worst joke. Which in- joke? Which one? Oh, there's right, so, so many. So Will Smith is making out with this girl in a water tower. There is a hole oh, yeah. in the water tower where Will Smith could look through. Yeah. And she put she wants to have sex with him. Sure. So she puts a um a like handkerchief into this hole, yeah. Oh, and Will yeah. Smith says, yeah. "You shouldn't be sticking a man's things into into holes." And then she very clearly sticks his penis into her hole. And <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean no, it. You know, what, okay. what are you going to do? No, it's. I mean, it happened. And, happened and, in the movie. But this is the second scene of the movie, and it's just like. I, I'm 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 not trying to speak from some pure some puritanical, puritanical yeah. place. I yeah. really don't give a shit. But what I do give a shit about is like, if you're gonna be blue, go blue. Do it well. 
You know, like be, well, be, this movie doesn't do anything well. No, I but, mean it's, but it's so desperate if you do it poorly, and they do it so poorly here. It's so rammed in over and what over. What about again. like the the like? So he's looking out of the, he's looking out the hole and making these like kissy faces as though he's kissing her, but he's not kissing her, and we know she, he's not kissing her anyway. It's really bad. Uh, and then we proceed to have an action sequence where we realize that Will Smith is you know some heroic cop. Which begs the question, unfortunately, how how is a black man a cop, unfortunately, back in this time? So, and they just don't really deal with it or really explain Not it. Not that part. I mean, they... I assume that they wouldn't touch race at all. They touch race. Oh, they touch it. <laughs> they, they manhandle they, yeah, it. They do. It's they just, smother it's, it. It's yeah. just gross. It's so weird. Uh, so then uh, we see Kevin Klein dressed up as a prostitute. A female prostitute at like with a, a Mrs. Doubtfire voice at a saloon, and here's and we were talking this a little bit hurt. about this. This this is this, we, doing this podcast <laughs> is going to hurt because every yeah, scene has something that hurts. I think that Kevin Klein is trying really hard to make this thing float. I don't know, man. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's not, but. He's, uh, but I'm not saying he's not. I am saying I, I do agree that he's definitely trying, mm-hmm. but it's so bad that it, it hurts the, it hurts this movie so much. It's so bad. His Mrs. Doubtfire thinks so bad. Yeah, it's rough. It's, it's rough. Like it's, it's I, I mean, mean it's it's awful. This is all obviously like kind yeah. of, you know This is all obviously well before kind of the you know, yeah. the acceptance of transgendered people, but like it's it's transphobic to a very weird degree. It can't decide whether or not like Except for the fact that Ted Levine really the, wants to. I was going to say up. they can't decide whether or not she's like incredibly attractive. Yeah. Because Will Smith is like, yeah. you're you're a big beautiful woman. You you probably get top dollar. Or she's like revolting because then he goes, you're butt ass ugly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so it's all over the map. He's cr- he's crazy looking, uh, in drag. Well, he's. I mean, Kevin Klein also is clearly playing two roles in this movie too, which which just telegraphs plot contrivances. You're talking down about the- him. He's playing. Grant. Grant, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, so he's playing I mean, Kevin Klein has so much like makeup costumey stuff. Like they're just he's up to his eyes in that garbage in this movie. And all in an attempt to just be like this this movie is just whiz bang across the board. Like, look at the birdie, look at the birdie. Just please don't pay attention to the fact that this movie's joyless and awful. Um okay. Moving on. Totally Kenneth Branagh has crazy facial hair, um, is playing uh, Dr. Loveless, I believe. Is, I don't know. What, I don't remember what his first name is. Yeah, his name is uh, Arliss Loveless. Arliss Loveless. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. Arliss Loveless. In uh, the show, it was Miguelito, and they changed it for... I, oh, yes, of course. Yes, sure. Yeah, uh, I, I guess they just want to brat off so badly. Kevin Barn you know? apparently spent the duration of this shoot sitting in a box on wheels with his legs folded underneath yeah, him. Yeah, like Lieutenant Dan. Like, sure. Um, but his legs would go numb and he'd have to like get up and walk. It was just a horribly uncomfortable, just awful experience for him, which I it sounds terrible. The man suffered for his art. He suffered for his art. Uh, but I do love the fact that in Murder on the Orange Express... He's also rocking some insane facial hair. Right. So, like, I kind of – I respect the fact that Brana's like, facial hair game is top-notch for what that's worth. I cannot fucking <laughs> believe he did this movie. Why? I cannot. What was Kenneth Brana doing in 99? <laughs> he was chilling out in London with his self-respect. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean yeah. he this guy <laughs> staged a four hour Hamlet. Hamlet. A great Hamlet. Very yeah. very soon very 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 when re- did that come out? That came out before this. I think it might have came out right around this. A four hour epic, beautiful Hamlet. <laughs> I'm looking This up. guy couldn't be more serious about art, about his art. And what he does in this movie is such an embarrassment. I'm not, I, I, you're not going to hear me disagreeing ab- with No, you. I know. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at you, Kenneth Branagh. You're, a, you're better than this. Well, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're a Kenneth. I'm a Kenneth. I could speak Kenneth to Kenneth on this one. That's right. He was in Celebrity. I forgot he was in that movie. But he, it's, yeah. it's so weird and bad. And the 96 other thing, was his Hamlet, by the way. And the, the, the important point I want to make about yeah, Kenneth Branagh, the, yeah. the, the fact that I don't understand how he possibly could have done this is True. you look at this role and maybe you think this is a fun role. Maybe you think there's yeah. maybe you think there's fun to this. It's like theatrical. He's right. taking a, he's taking a be, big swing. You yes, and, and in yeah. a in a much better movie, this <laughs> sure. role would would have been better sure. written. Sure, sure, sure. But what what I can't get over that will never make this a fun role is this guy is an unrepentant, repentant, Awful racist. He is a racist yeah. who's yeah. dude. They 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 also invented a fucking slaughter of freed slaves yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they invented yeah, a they slaughter insult, yeah. of freed slaves yeah. for this stupid movie yeah. but <laughs> well, Will Smith's parents had to die somehow right I mean I guess that that was their logic I, I yeah Will Smith's character no, we, no no Will Smith's character's parents did have to die somehow no they didn't <laughs> because he didn't have to know that but whatever yeah, like I yeah, get yeah, it yeah, I get what yeah. they did but like and I get that like that all makes sense Okay, and, and, so, and I don't have a problem with inventing anything. I don't have a problem with inventing a a, 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 a slaughter of anybody as long as it works. But for I this stupid think, movie, I think that, and I think I might have texted this to you as well. I actually think Brana might be the best part of this movie if we're looking for a performance. I, I mean, I hate it in the fact that he's a, a loathsome person, uh, not Kenneth Brana, the character. Um, I, I just think that it's a weird. He's just he's fully dedicated to it. Apparently, in some of the research I was reading, he did like deep dives into that's the crazy. Civil War that's in order to crazy. make sure that this character was rooted in something close to that's uh, which is that's which is crazy. crazy. <laughs> which is crazy. He's a he, man who invented. This is a man who invented <laughs> a like a, rhin- a rhinoceros shaped flame shooter yeah. just to kill slaves. Slaves, well, freed yeah. slaves and New Liberty. But um, there was, it was not rooted in anything. It was rooted in, in silliness well, and occasionally spoke like Foghorn Leghorn. My guess is that Kenneth Branagh was approached to do this movie, right? And he's thinking, Barry Sonnenfeld? Will mm-hmm. Smith? I should show up. I should bring my A-game. This thing could be a gargantuan success. I don't want to look like a fool. So he shows up. And by the way, he doesn't look bad in this movie. Like, he's showing up. He's actually – I think the character is terrible, as I've said. But there's a part of me that's like – and we need to sort of that is so generous this is the most generous thing I've ever heard I think he does look stupid I think he's I think he does look stupid I think it's an embarrassing character he's literally talking he's literally talking about how his his reproductive organs have been chopped off of him I know he's still lustful I know his and his his um his oh my god his what's the word his entrance inside a giant cake that explodes and he's not just any cake it's a cake of Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln and they're playing um what are they playing? What's the song that they're playing? It's uh, anyway. It's it's one of the anyway Civil War songs. He's yeah, like, it's like this. Don't you something. just hate that song? Anyway, he's he's not good, but he's trying. I guess is what I'm getting at. No one else really is. Kevin Klein's trying, but okay. So um, poor fucks. 
<laughs> Moving on. Uh, so <laughs> basically, oh, this is great. We get to go to the White House now. Yeah, yeah, we get to go to the White House where uh, where Ulysses as Grant tells uh, Kevin Klein and Will Smith that a whole host of super smart scientists have been kidnapped, kidnapped. and they, whatever. Which, by the way. Never, they never follow through with that. It starts that, and we never see any. I mean, I, I, other than the fact of the stupid Salma Hayek reveal at the end, yeah. there's really no. It's not. It's not about never, saving people. It's, there's never a rescue sequence where we save no. these these scientists, the most brilliant minds right. in like, the world. And 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 this is like the entry point into their mission. Like their mission is to save these people. Anyway, I'll so, throw out a few more things I like about the movie. I'm a big fan of seeing, um, of seeing. Yeah monuments or buildings sure. that are still around sure. in old settings. So I love the dirt road in front of the half-built Capitol. Sure. I love the sheep grazing on the White House lawn. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> I hate that they used Kevin Klein in a dual role where he plays the president and he also plays a guy who doubles for him. Um, I, I, I'm blown away that he allowed that. Well, I It mean, also doesn't right. have to be Kevin Klein. No. He wears a, a beard when he is usually... It could have been anybody. Okay. And... <laughs> Did you notice the cake trap yeah. they sent? Yeah. So, so yeah. Kenneth Branagh's character sends U- Ulysses S. Grant a cake. Yeah. And they the cake is encased in glass. Yeah. And Ulysses S. Grant is like, don't, don't touch it. And he closes the glass and all these spiders come up. Yeah. Was he trying to kill Ulysses S. Grant that way? There some we'll really, never know. We'll you know, there know. there was something written somewhere that this was an attempt to be a Bond movie in the West. Yeah. And the only Bond part they actually got was yeah. the villain who doesn't actually kill the people when he can kill them. A million times over. He just does some stupid He doesn't really done shit. shit. So, uh, okay. So they're trying to find these people that have been uh, kidnapped. And then we have some bizarro scene where um, I guess – if you shine light through the eyes of a, <laughs> of a dead person, you get to see what they saw last before they died. I don't think that's scientifically accurate, but I respect the the kind of silliness that of the attack. It was fun. You know how many times Will Smith goes, that's, that's a, man's a man's head? head. Four times. Four, four times? Four times. That's it's, a man's head. so unfunny. So we see uh, Ted Levine pulling that thing out of the guy's head that we saw in the in the cold open. Uh, which, where does that lead us? I, I, I think at that point, where, where do we does, go? What lead us? What is? Where does it send uh, uh, Jim West and Artemis Gordon? I don't. They glean something from seeing that. Oh, oh they go to the the whorehouse, right? Yeah, because because not only right. was it just a picture of him, there was like a, there was like an invite. Like the last thing this guy saw was like was like a full invite with yeah. words on it. Yeah. So like, they yeah. So they go. Like, this worked out great. Like your crazy plan <laughs> to see the last image. This guy. It worked out great. Yeah, it worked out great. It worked out perfectly. Oh my god! It, and like Will Smith had to give him glasses. Yeah, like it's all, it's, oh. you got to put glasses on this dead man's head. It's like well, and then I think prior to that scene, I think we have the touch my breast scene, which really really bothered me. Uh, that's because of just the broadness of it oh. and just the unfunniness of it where I guess so uh, Kevin yeah, Klein right has created fake breasts right after this where yeah. he's, he's filled them with um, like sand or something I don't know anyway it's just this back and forth and you've got Emmett Walsh overhearing them talking about touching each other's breasts and it's supposed to be hilarious and it's it's not can I tell you what I wrote yeah. at that scene I go this is such a sad movie <laughs> a desperate movie <laughs> 
gay panic jokes, weird yeah, sex jokes. Yeah, I know. Will Smith is cool because he likes guns. Kevin Klein is a dork because he doesn't. This movie, mm-hmm. it, and and and, and just kind of to top it off, yeah, it was the biggest summer tentpole attempt, at least, yeah, of the year. So this is what Warner Brothers or your man Sonnenfeld or any well you know actually I think he's my man yeah Um, or 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 all these people this is what they thought sold at that time and that's what I can't get my head around I don't know what came before this where they said these are the jokes well I think you're also forgetting like a a shit ton of reshoots um, a movie that wasn't working in the dailies they knew it wasn't working they were trying to inject other things into it and when you're doing all of that again. I'm assuming to a certain extent, you know, you're you're going you're going broad, going right? Broad. You want to hit as many people yeah. as you possibly can, and then what happens is your whole movie becomes that, and like the movie is just like a weird applesauce situation where like none of the jokes land. Um, so speaking of jokes that don't land, I want to talk very briefly about the first scene between Will Smith and Kenneth Branagh, where they spar with racial and disabled Whoa. jokes, where. <laughs> I was just gobsmacked that it exi- like that it existed. This is why I can't figure out part of <laughs> part of the reason why I can't figure out how Kenneth Branagh read this and was I like, yeah, "I'm still in, still I'm in. in, I'm in." Or if like, it's it just might a have series been one of, those, of like, like jokes about darkness and jokes about legglessness, and oy. <laughs> it's it's really really rough. It's awful. Yeah, um, it's it, it might, I was gonna say it might have been one of those like Batman. And Robin situations where like everyone signed up before there was a script, but once you read that script, and you directed a four-hour Hamlet three years earlier, maybe get off this train. Get off this train. <laughs> get off this yeah, steampunk sure. train with a yeah. weird billiards so, table that flips upside down and puts you under the train. So we'll get on top of being questionably racist at times and insulting to disabled people, it's also a really oversexed movie. And not in a funny or in a particularly sexy way. They they objectify Salma Hayek in this movie to an extent that I was even sort of – not to a extent that even I, but just I was watching it shocked that in 99 this passed Me mustard. Too. You know, you've got – she truthfully has no real lines. She doesn't really forward the plot in any way. She's really just – a, a sexy person to be there. I think she had one reason for being outside of. You oh know, well, she being overheard gorgeous, some information at the whorehouse. Yeah, yeah, that's at the it. brothel, and and she gleaned that and was able to help her from one of the fan bots. Yeah, what, how do those women I don't, exist? I don't okay. understand. All right. Uh, I also so Jennifer Lopez and Penelope Cruz were both offered the role prior to Selma Hayek, so they were determined to get somebody of Latin. I am so culture. Happy. That neither of those two took that role. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure they are too. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, if, if Penelope Cruz took it, it would have just fucking crushed me because it, it's so beneath her. It's beneath well, Salma Hayek too. Beneath any but it's person, so really. it's so far beneath Penelope Cruz. And yeah. I also think you know, like, look, I think Jennifer Lopez at this point, yeah, was the best actress in the world because she just gave the best performance in the world in one of the best movies of all time. Out of sight. And she was amazing. She's amazing, and I'm so happy she didn't go from from yes, that. Yes, I couldn't agree with that. I agree with 100 percent to, to this. It yeah, would have yeah, broke yeah. my heart. Yeah. Um, Salma Hayek also kind of breaks my heart because I know that she's really talented too, and she, she had to, and she had to play these like she dumb sexpot. I know performances. I but mean, I, here's what I think is interesting though. 
just because I think it's it's worth sort of dissecting for a second, sure. which is so they clearly wanted this this character to be Latina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure why because her her cultural background plays no role whatsoever in this film. They never talk about it. Maybe they were trying to be vaguely historically accurate, I guess, because of where geographically we were in the country at the time. It didn't I don't matter. know. It didn't matter. Um, and then you also have Bei Ling, I believe is her name, who's, Bai also, Ling. Bai Ling, who's also in this too. That's the most gratuitous shot in the movie. Well, I don't know, man. There's a lot of gratuitous ass shots the, of women. The most gratuitous shot in the movie is the one of Bai Ling because Will Smith doesn't even see that. It's just for the audience. <laughs> the shot, the shot is Bai Ling, very, sits very on, Bai Ling sits on a desk. Yeah. She whips up the back like of her a tassel skirt, or something. Or ta- yeah, yeah. And it's just her ass yeah. sitting on a desk that Will Smith doesn't even partake in this it's yeah. only for the audience whereas the later scene which is just so stupid with her in the pajamas yeah she's in yeah. will smith's pajamas with the flap you know with like uh, like the, the, the flap, flap the poop flap and uh and the poop flap is open because she's a moron who doesn't, know, doesn't how to, know how to dress herself apparently um who doesn't know how to dress herself <laughs> uh she's great with she she's great with with uh with bustiers but I she's guess. not so great with poop flaps <laughs> And and they see the and they see her ass and they both just flaps. giggle basically like stupid teenage boys, which is horrible. But at least like the characters are at least we're experiencing sure. that with the characters. Sure. Whereas this biling thing is so goddamn weird. It's really weird. Also, the action sequence, if you want to call it that, that transpires in that office with with the. Uh, Oh, there's a lot of, bailing, lot of gunfire and there's a bunch of people hiding in the in the paintings. I hate this movie. <laughs> 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 Somehow they constructed a room with three dimensional paintings. Yeah, which makes no that, sense. Th- that, were all that when th- they move, by the way, there's no painting behind them, which makes truthfully no sense. Was the painting painted around the people? How do you think that was in the script? How, how would you have? And then the that? person on the ceiling that you, falls. Yeah, at the end. I mean, that's that's just a classic joke. That's a classic gag. <laughs> but you classic. you have these. I, I'm serious. Well, how do you write that in the script? I don't. I don't Suddenly. Know. It turns out the paintings of the room aren't actually paintings. They're people with guns. And by the way, they don't even really make a meal out of it. Because, like, listen, it's a stupid visual gag, and I can understand someone thinking, like, maybe it's a good idea. But we don't even get, like, a shot to soak it in. Like, we don't get a wide shot and actually really cut to it so we get to actually physically understand the stupidity of this joke. You just see it over Wilson's shoulder. You just see it over Wilson's shoulder for five seconds as he's walking out of the... (laughs) It's just like, why did you even bother? Okay, moving on. Uh, they get um, oh at the whorehouse. They get kidnapped. Uh, Will Smith and and Kevin Klein. Uh, and of course, our, our I, bon- I, want, I want to make one more point about that bilingual scene. Sure, please. Will Smith says she speaks French. <laughs> Will Smith says he's never been much good at French. Yeah. Then bilingual French is him, mm-hmm. and she goes au contraire. Yeah. No one could have thought that was good. That is that is some stuff that you would you would put in a parody and you'd be embarrassed that you put it in the parody. It's a James Bond line. And in a James Bond movie, it works. Mm, yeah, but, but you're, but as, you're but, as someone who, but you're you know, talking about the James, like the you're talking about the James Bond movies that came out 20 years before this, that couldn't fly in a James Bond movie today. Well, it could have flown in a, in a Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie. And it would have been lame there too, but this is so lame. All right. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, they get kidnapped. And of course our Bond villain, Kenneth Branagh does not kill our heroes. Instead, he decides to put these giant magnetic collars on them. 
Oh, you're skipping past the lynching. I understand why you would skip past the lynching. <laughs> okay, if you want to do it. I, I just decided that it wasn't even worth talking about. Because it, I was just like, this is horrendous and I can't even believe this. There's a, there's a lynching in this movie. Well, well they, Kevin Klein sets up a Will Smith there's to a be lynched. There's a, there's a, there, there is a, a 30-second monologue delivered by a very modern Will Smith to a group of racists. <laughs> next to, next to a, a noose. A noose. The entire time next to a noose. Yeah. How... Yeah. Is this happening? Yeah. He how it how is it happening? Yeah, you know as as Phil and I discussed before this, yeah. the only art, articles about this movie written in the last seventeen years. <laughs> it's amazing. If you Will's, Google Wild Wild West, the first like twenty hits are just articles from Will Smith apologizing for Wild Wild West. This is why he's apologizing. I mean, he's apologizing <laughs> partially because it's a terrible movie, but he's apologizing <laughs> because amazing. it's so stupid. So he's sitting there, he's about to be lynched, yeah. and then like he, and then, and then it turns out the, the noose never gets around his neck because like you can't pay that off the way you would need to pay that off. Of course off. not. But yeah. it turns out the, the, the noose is actually, actually made of rubber yeah, and crazy. Kevin Klein made it. I, I, and then he uses the rubber to bounce yeah. into a into a, a, buggy. a buggy thing. Yeah. Where I hate this. Can, so can we just? I want to. <laughs> I want to hit the pause button here for okay. two seconds, maybe a little more than two seconds, for, to talk about two apron? things. <laughs> no, oh, okay. uh, for two things. The first is we need to discuss the fact that Will Smith turned down the Matrix to be in this movie. This movie is the reason behind, which is Django. Let's do it. I think that it's worth talking about that in this moment because it feels like. You know, thematically or whatever. Uh, I think that. I mean, I like Django Unchained. Fine, it's not my favorite Tarantino film by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's enjoyable. I don't really love Jamie Fox in general. It's probably my least favorite Tarantino movie, but I also okay. really, I think it's a fantastic movie. Okay, I, I, but Jamie I Fox, in my humble opinion, Jamie Fox doesn't really do anything for me. I've never found him particularly compelling. Had it been Will Smith, I think that movie would have been exponentially better. I think it's a huge risk, and I get why Will Smith didn't make the movie, because Will Smith is kind of a pussy, I think, sort of, when it comes to, like, taking, like, the risky movies that he's, are still pretty safe movies. You know what I mean? Like, Ali is not really a risk. It's a risk in the fact that it's not going to make $150 not million. At all. Of the, that's, you know what I mean? Like, no, so, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a gift. Right. Like, that at the time, and he, sure. no matter what, like, that's a gift role. Like, like he, right. he, and he was great in it like he takes risks and i put that in quotation marks in the sense that he does when he's oscar Beatty movies if it's seven pounds or if it's uh collateral beauty last year or whatever those feel like risks to him because he doesn't think they're going to break the box office yeah. not because the movie is a risk in any real way and i think that had he done django i think it would have been a huge risk for him and it would have paid huge dividends but he didn't do it. And, do you remember you know, so. the the conversation at the time? I think it, w- it was like America wanted him to do that really movie. Upset yeah. he didn't do it. We, it was like we were we we because people. Yeah. I he, remember like Tarantino did that movie as a co pro with Sony because he wanted to get Will Smith to do it. Like where Will Smith had obviously yeah. this super rich deal with Sony. Like it just it just felt like this is the role you should do. The thing about Will Smith. At, for the, from at specifically at this period of time, but probably from Independence Day uh, until really, you know, probably Seven Pounds, which was his first like failure yeah. at the box office. Um, he was like the Rock is now, like he was, he was, he was untouchable, that beloved, absolutely universally, yeah, yeah. and people really 
really rooted for him in a way you don't root for a lot of celebrities. I mean, he did kind of fall off, but but people really wanted him to come back. He's a very very likable guy. He was great. He's he's an incredibly watchable, likable guy, and so you're rooting for him. And he's incredibly charismatic. And this performance, this movie is it. It, it should be excised from the world because it it. it it's terrible. It's this weird little blemish on yeah. his time because, like, look, yeah. I think I happen to love Independence Day. I'll always love Independence Day, and I love his performance in Independence Day so much. He has so much swagger in that movie. He's so cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a star-making performance. He also, like, yeah. he he has this great another, – another point why I think Klein's the problem. He has this great chemistry with Jeff Goldblum in that great movie. Great chemistry with Goldblum. Um, I want to see more of them together. Like, he just – he he really, in a lot of ways, was was the best movie star we had for a very long time, and it, it is a shame that he didn't take that chance with Django. Yeah. Do you remember why he didn't want to do it, well, or why he said he's claimed that it for him it was he didn't want to make a movie about revenge. He wanted to make a movie about love. He wanted it to be a love story, and I think that Tarantino saw it as a love story, but couched inside a revenge story. That's I heard something I, different. Okay, go ahead. I heard that it was because. Ultimately, was Christoph Waltz's character. Oh, that was the real hero who got who was the one who shot Leonardo DiCaprio and not oh, Django. So why didn't Tarantino just change that? Who cares? It should have been. That's the right. That's the right end of the movie. So yeah. But, anyway, yeah. What if? But I just felt you like this- Christoph Waltz won another Oscar for yes, that crazy. movie. Yes, that's crazy. one of the craziest Oscars one of, of all time. Yeah, he's uh, good in it. Not a knock, but like, but he's kind of. He is good in that movie. He's good in both of them. Great He's actor. better in Inglorious Bastards, obviously. He's but, unbelievable in that movie. But um, okay, so back to back to Wild West. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now have a. I actually will say this was one of the things I liked about the movie. One of the two things I liked about the movie. I actually think this. Um, hold on one second. He's decided not to kill them, but to instead put these giant magnetic collars on them. Yeah, that was the Bond villain shit. Which so is that, crazy. Uh, so that rather than just killing them, you know, like with a bullet in the head, dead, he's decided to create a elaborate situation where if they trigger a magnetic thing, then they're chased by these giant razor blade saw things that we saw at the beginning of the movie that shoot out of a that shoot out of like a, a, a giant a cannon thing it's a it will i don't remember what the pun is but it's a giant bad penis pun <laughs> um fair enough it is it's, it's i it's, trust it's you phallic I trust and it, it it literally gets erect sure as, as and fires these things out of it fires these little, little so here's what i'll shots. say i i liked this set piece I actually liked this action set piece. I don't like the conceit of it to how yeah. it exists. Yeah. But I liked the way it was shot. I thought that the cornfield stuff was cool. I thought the aerials, I think it's it's the best use of a of a technique that Sonnefeld uses in a lot of his films, which is sort of like ramped up crazy zoom yeah. camera things where the camera like whizzes around and does like crazy wide it's a very men in black type thing. very men in yes, black he is. did it in uh, when he shot raising arizona for the cohen's as yeah. well like that's where he sort of started it this very sort of chaotic fun you know ex- and and that set piece actually works um but the the magnetic collar stuff that happens after it is fucking interminable it is them walking around the desert it's the worst part of the movie. <laughs> Where, so, they're okay, first of all, the way that they uh, are able to get away from this these razor blade things is by jumping off of a cliff, and the razor blades smash into each other, so they're no longer being pursued by they these things. They were really thick razor blades. It, it, so it makes no stupid. sense. It makes no sense. 
We, we've and, and they so jump into mud. They jump into mud, right? It's, it, it looks like it's a a, a two hundred foot drop, but they're fine. It's like the mud from Slumdog Millionaire, right. which isn't mud; it's shit. It looks like they jump. It's really, a, really it's so yeah. Gross. It's, anyway, so they they get out of that, and then they try to take off these stupid magnetic collars, but they can't take them off. And then there's a series of really stupid jokes where like. Hit the belt buckle, gets stuck on the magnetic thing. So Will Smith's head yeah, is bl- stuck in his crotch. There's a weird blowjob joke. It's like a. He's bl- like, when yeah. you tell your kids about this story, leave this part out. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, so they anyway. Now they're just walking in the desert in front of a green screen, bantering sort of, but not really. And Kevin, it goes on Kevin forever. Kevin is, re- is re- restating the entire plot of the movie. Uh, Okay. Um, yeah. Where we've been and what our stakes are yeah. and what we need to do. Anyway, um, we're not going to do that for you now because it's interminable. It, it's, there's no reason to do it. The magnetic collar uh, somehow oh my I, God. Okay, leads them to the goddamn train tracks because he, Kevin Klein somehow sets the thing off. We don't know how. Yeah. And it and it drags him to a train track. These are Loveless's secret train tracks. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Secret train tracks. That's what uh, it was, right? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Uh, and that leads them to his hidden and by that i mean in plain fucking sight a giant town that pretty he's cool built. though pretty cool giant <laughs> steam, steampunk town made out of nothing but glass and more and uh <laughs> and metal and metal uh in the middle of the desert i love that i love that it's a secret fucking hideout that anybody could see through <laughs> <laughs> that anybody could find yeah anyway uh so they find this 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 stupid town um, and then this just when you think it can't be town. any crazier, uh, our, our giant metal spider shows up. Yeah. Our and he crawls out of this grand Canyon, essentially mm-hmm. where this town is. Uh, and, 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 and now we have sort of this really insane mechanical spider that looks pretty cool. And in a better movie, I might've been kind of jazzed about there's a better reason for it being all right so loveless's goal is to yeah sorry continue loveless's, loveless's goal i, I want to get into his actual goal but his goal yep. is basically to you know to defeat the united states and and claim the country for himself whatever well actually he wants to sell pieces of it to that's Europe. what i was going to get into okay. in a second yeah. um but uh <laughs> ha- he, he decides to defeat the entire country with yep. one giant mechanical spider we could we, we could beat them I don't, could, I don't know back then. Oh, my God. Back then, he might have actually been able to take he over He was going to kill Grant and force him to, to, to sign over. Yeah. He's not going to kill him. He's going to force him to sign <laughs> over the whole country, which he, you know, just by, which he couldn't just, do. Just but force, like, what, just put a gun to his head? And I'll, make, I'll make my one yeah. point about Loveless's plan. Stupid as shit. <laughs> but, but there's one thing that I do like in a Superman kind of way. Now, I'm not a, the biggest fan of the original Superman, but okay. I love... Lex Luthor's plan. It's a great plan. Set off the nuclear bomb on the yeah. fault line, buy all the real estate east of it, and s- ha- own yeah. own all of the most expensive real estate in the world. It might be the best villain plan. It's if the, we're going to talk about like – It's not even like, close. That, yeah, that's it's awesome. Really good. Everyone it's really else's good. villain plan is either destroy the world because I'm crazy yeah. or steal a lot of money. Yep. Um, this actually like has – you could actually do that. You know what I mean? Like on some level, it feels logistically plausible. It's creative. Yeah, it's creative. Okay. I think this has the slightest bit of that DNA in it. Okay. Loveless's plan. Okay, that like it's not in in a in a better, more fun movie, mm-hmm. um, like Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow or something like that. Sure. Like it's a cool ish idea yeah. of someone, you know, 
basically rounding up all of the United States' yeah. natural enemies, yeah. you know, from whom we like basically freed ourselves sure. with revolution, bringing them together yeah. and giving them back to the United States. Like that actually isn't crazy. That part in itself is not the worst thing. That's yeah. actually kind of clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. That's it though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so basically from that point on, it's just, it's mechanical spider time and we just have lots of like, <laughs> you're leaving out something really bad. Well, which part Where is Will it? Smith shows up in Oh no, I was just about to say oh, that. Oh, go for it. Uh, that's the, I think that might be the nadir of this movie is when he shows up dressed up as a woman, uh, you sense a bit of Will Smith died yeah. making it like you really just watch him being like, how did I get here? How did this happen? This one really got away from me. Like it just, yeah. It's just, it's really rough. Seinfeld um, would say that he regretted putting that in the movie. Yeah, um, sure. I, he regrets the whole movie. Like he gets it. He like really, he, he's he like, really hates it. Yeah. He thinks it ruins his, he, it ruined his career, which it did. And I mean, I feel well, bad for him because it didn't ruin his career at all. He had massive success after this movie. Barry Sonnefeld? Oh, I thought, sorry, I thought you were saying, I thought you said Will Smith. Oh, Will no, no, Smith Barry, Barry Sonnefeld yes, says no, he, it, wishes, it, he yes. wishes it wasn't in the movie, but sure. he also has more or less disowned this movie. Um, I, here's what, so Barry Sonnefeld making Men in Black, I heard many stories, or read many stories about how he was, that movie pushed him to like a crazy place. He was like throwing up on set. Like the stress of that movie oh, yeah? was just awful. And he just could, didn't know if you, and because that movie was also plagued in serious production That's problems. That's kind of funny. It is kind of it's funny. It's kind of funny. Like he, he had his apocalypse now. I can't now, even but imagine just... what Wild Wild West did to him. Like oh, he might, he, I'm surprised he survived the experience because this movie reeks of desperation. I wish we got him on this pod. We should have reached out to We should have reached out to It just, you just, you can smell it. Uh, you're just like everybody in this thing is just like get me out of this. Anyway, uh, so but yeah, and, you know. but by the same token, everyone also is like you could also sense that everyone's like let's throw everything oh, yeah, against yeah. the wall, see what anything sticks. sticks. Yeah, yeah, because like we have nothing. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing actually good here. So let's throw every I bell and whistle totally that we it. have and hope that we just. Yeah, you said it. It's watch the birdie, but yeah. it's just. So, uh, oh, so he shows. Movie. So he tries to seduce Loveless as a woman. Um, it's rough because it, it it works. Is the other thing? Yeah. Like Loveless is super into it, uh, which I mean, weird considering like the plethora of legitimate Victoria's Secret models that he has as his as his assassins or as right. his hench women or hench people. Well, she also. Uh, I mean, she Will Smith. He. He shows up out of nowhere in the middle of a conference of all the generals from all the other countries that are about to sell the United... No one stops him. No one stops him. No one thinks it's weird. He couldn't even like... I mean, he was basically playing like an Arab princess. He was basically Princess Jasmine. He couldn't even get like, you know, know, the the Saudi rep to... To be like to yeah. present introduce him. him or something. Yeah. Like yeah, this is my gift to you. So, uh, so that scene happens, uh, and then it's it's basically just big spider time big from spider that point fight. on. Yeah. Big spider fight. Um, it's it's an elaborate sequence that goes on for a while. Um, I can only assume it costs somewhere around twenty or thirty million dollars to do this sequence. Uh, and then Will Smith gets. I guess the whatever you would call it. he gets the jump on Loveless and they're dangling off of this spider uh and <laughs> the only way he has to like basically 
the 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 mechanical wheelchair thing that he has. Anyway, long story short, he pulls some lever. Loveless dies. Will Smith is you know just jumps on a chain or something that's nearby and says, yeah. "That's what I call a whooping." But it, I don't. There's I don't some, know. There are some pretty bad lines in that fight. Actually, it's, there's a really great line of that fight. <laughs> Actually, the, the, I don't know the, the best line about. of the whole movie happened in this fight. Okay. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite lines of all time. That's insane. No, it's so good. You, you, you'll agree with me as soon okay. as I say it. So there's a guy who's basically Edward Scissorhands, but doesn't have scissors for hands. He has giant blades for his hands. Yeah, knife man. And when he went and, and one and when Will Smith I think I, I think I throws him off of the giant spider, he goes, no more Mr. Knife Guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so that's the kind of shit I mean, that's the kind of shit I'm talking Hints of greatness, hints of brilliance in this movie. Like That's why the all contrary oh, light depresses me so much because these people had no more Mr. Knife Guy in them. <laughs> One thing, I mean, I guess they can't all be that brilliant, but it's funny because I was looking at my notes like right before this, no, I write, Mr. I write, I write, I write, there is, I write, there is no grace, there is no class, there is no wit. This is literally the ugliest movie I've ever seen. The next joke in the movie, which is one of the worst jokes of all time, which was one? what Kevin Glide decides he's going to call the plane Air Gordon, yeah. which I think is an Air Jordan joke. I think so. Um, is it though? It, it's it must be the I guess. dumbest I fucking joke of all time. But yeah. then they invented flight. They invented flight. But then I have in all caps, no more Mr. Nice Guy. So, <laughs> I mean, excuse me, knife guy. Knife guy. Yeah, you <laughs> fucked it up. No, so no. okay, no more so <laughs> that might have been why Will Smith did the movie. Doubtful. He's like, I have to be the one to deliver this line. So this anyway, is going to be my. Kills, I could have been a contender. <laughs> he kills Loveless. <laughs> He says that's what I call a whooping, which is just not. I mean, I okay, it's bad. Uh, and then we have a reveal that Selma Hayek has not been available to these men for this entire movie. That yeah. in fact she's that the man Even she's been she's trying to find kissed both of them has kissed both of them, yeah. and also works in a brothel. Oh, I hate this movie. So. She then we discover that the man she's been trying to find, this inventor, is not actually her brother, but it's her husband. Yeah, no, it was her father. She she oh, said it was her th- father, oh, sh- but, but it's her, hu- it's her husband. I still don't understand why she's withholding this information. I don't know why. I don't know what her motivation is. She should have wound up with Kevin Klein. Like it's that simple. Like she should have wound up with Kevin Klein in a I, in, in a far superior know. movie. I think she that was set up to be with Will Smith. I think this was like some weirdo, like they were trying to create some kind of like kind of a love triangle, but not really. You 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 just put her with somebody. You 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 finish. You close that loop at the end. But I get it. They I, I I get to some extent that they wanted like them to be the couple at the end. Wilson sure, and sure. Kevin Klein, like like I guess some high like explicitly says that you're like, well, yeah. you, you guys have each other, and you're obviously in love. Which but, I mean, they don't even like. They don't each even other. like each other. It's so clear they don't like each other. Anyway, so you, you missed one of the great parts. Yeah, please. Uh, United States President Ulysses S. Grant, yeah. Civil War hero. Yeah, um, one of the great gentlemen in his gentlemen in the history of this country. Yeah, uh, punches a woman in the fight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> knocks out a woman. Knocks out a woman. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest Americans. One of the great American heroes just fucking clocks, clocks a, woman. a woman. Yeah, it's great. And then the uh, the other the other last favorite part of the movie okay. was when the the movie ends 
with Ulysses S. Grant establishing the Secret Service, which I believe really happened right around this yeah, time sure. to counter, counter, counter for money, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Also, it's giant spiders. <laughs> also, and those he, giant spiders. And he gives, a la Gary Oldman in Batman Begins, yeah. he gives him his next assignment. Yeah. They set up a sequel. Yeah. It's my, I, my, yeah. I go, ah, They set up a sequel. <laughs> and by the way, don't even explain it. No. They don't, they don't, like, it's not even like yeah, a, right, like, the think, reveal is like, they have to stop, blah, 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 some no. piece of history that we know, and we're like, oh, maybe that could be a good movie. They don't even give us that. No, they're just like, here's your next assignment, yeah. and yeah. they don't even give them the Joker card. It's not even like, yeah. here's the Joker card. They don't give them anything. We know what it is. It's counterfeit money. Go, go stop the counterfeiters. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just ride on a giant mechanical spider into the sunset. So my last two notes were, Selma winds up with neither of them. Yes. This is so incompetent. And that's the end of the that movie right. for me. Yeah. So um, we're going to do something special to end this episode where Kenny has not seen the music video for Will Smith's Wild Wild West. Uh, this will be the first time he's seen it. Now, just to give you a sense of how much this movie has been basically scrubbed from the internet. <laughs> there is the only way that he can watch this movie is in a low res shitty rip that somebody put on YouTube. Um but uh we're gonna we're gonna end on uh Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Wiki and, Wiki Wild and Wild Kenny's gonna walk us through his... I'm gonna try to do my best to explain to you what's happening here. Well you just yeah just honestly just uh Tell us your thoughts. Apparently, as you're I'm watching the only it. one who's never seen this video. Yeah. So, every, you guys all know it's this also not video. the actual music video. And by that, I mean uh, the actual music video had a two minute thing up top, I believe, where Will Smith is with Sam Hayek's character, which doesn't actually make any sense since she couldn't be with him since she was married. So, it doesn't actually fit into the continuity oh, of the story. It starts with the adult. It, it starts, starts with, with it starts with Loveless stealing Salma Hayek from his bed. Oh, Brown is in this too. Yes. He steals oh, her so from his bed, in. and it's him screaming loveless at the top of his lungs before what you press play All right. uh, happens. It starts in the desert. You get a shot of Spurs. We got Wicka Wicka Wild Wild. And now the entire set for Wild Wild West is just burning burns. on fire behind Will Smith, dancing in a Stetson hat. And, and, and his formal cowboy wear. I don't know if we're going to be able to actually do, record I, I this. I, I, I can't well, do I this. also fear that because you can hear it in the background, I feel like we'd be sued. Um, I don't know if you'd be sued as much as like potentially we'd be taken down. Oh, so this is not oh, forget it. it. Uh, okay, so hit. We're, we're gonna. We're, we did forty four seconds. We did forty four seconds. Come at it. us, Warner Brothers. <laughs> 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 but off mic. Kenny will finish watching it because I, I actually am legitimately curious to hear what you think about the whole Maybe thing. Maybe some other day. But Cisco's in it. I mean, you remember when Cisco was a big thing? Uh, yeah, actually. With the thong song? Everything Cisco has done in his entire career is better than this movie. Did he just spray paint his head? Was no, that no, just no, spray no. Natural paint? bond. Natural blonde. <laughs> silver? Natural silver. <laughs> yeah, he's a natural silver. Um, um, that movie, I, that movie, I still remember the VMAs, I believe, that year. Maybe it was the, it might have been the, MVAs or doesn't matter yep. anyway. He performed it live on stage, and he looks so dead inside. It's sad. He's just like I. I am in just a contractual obligation right now. Anyway. So, but I, 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 in the beginning of this pod, I did say I think it was influential and I think it was um, an important movie. Yes, and I do think that's true in in, in a cautionary tale kind of way. Yeah, um, I agree with that. For the most part, 
they did not make movies like this anymore. It's true. Um, future summer temples, especially now. I mean, now summer temples are the. I don't know. I I I, I hear you. I know what 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 you're saying. I just feel as though the wrong lessons were learned from this movie. I don't think that they looked at this film and were like, "Oh, should we really, really aid it on this one?" We can't do something like this ever again. And then we're seeing we're seeing boondoggles happen all the time. We're seeing just big, expensive movies fall flat on their face still. Like, mm. a big movie star is a big movie star. IP is still IP. It's, it happens all the time. I, I just think that this movie is just such a turd that, you know, in 99, yeah. it stood out. That's, I think, kind of the thing. It's it's very unusual for this year too. Right, the year where right the Matrix came out. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, Episode One comes out, and you can we will have an episode about that, or mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll find some way to talk about that movie that hasn't been spoken of before. Maybe. But but I think that that movie is successful at what it's attempting to do, whether which is basically make a kids film. I don't think that you know. What I mean, this movie, I don't know who this movie's for. This movie has no demo that makes any sense to me. No, this this movie is a miserable, cynical piece of shit. Um, Episode one is also a cynical movie and depresses me, but in a different way. It depresses me because it's it's in a way that the first Star Wars weren't and the current Star Wars aren't. It was a toy delivering device, yeah, yeah. and that really upsets me. Sure, Um, and I understand. And I'm and I'm not one to I'm not one to accuse movies of that. Like you and I and. Everybody in this business knows how hard it is to make a movie, even a piece of garbage like Wild Wild West. Sure, but um, but that's really what Episode One was. But you know, it's it's an interesting kind of. It's also kind of an interesting coda to the '90s, the year, the the decade where you saw Jurassic Park and Men in Black and Independence Day and Twister. And, sure, you know, Summer Temple after Summer Temple that weren't part of franchises yeah. um, that were big. You know, everything Michael Bay did. Yeah. Um, and this is the, this is when the wheels came off of that idea. This was, I mean, this is a cautionary tale movie. To be sure, yeah. I think that you know any executive that watches this watches this film and doesn't take glean a thing or two from it and be like, well, this was that was a bad idea and yeah. that should, shouldn't have. Been. So anyway, bad movie, sad end movie. result, sad bad movie, sad movie. Um, but we did it. We did Wild Wild West. We did. What Kenny we was said very we excited do. to do this one. Look this at me now. That, you should see if you, you can see, see Kenny's my face, face. Kenny's not happy. Right Been now. through a war. Uh, well, uh, episode two. There's also one other point about this movie. One last point about sure. this movie. When Phil and I were trying to put together, well, it was really Jan who put together the um, yes, the image, the art, the art for yeah. this show. Yeah, but uh, the initial art we noticed there were not a lot of African Americans or people of color yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, this is one of three – you can look at the art right now. This is one of yeah. three people of color on our art. It's not because <laughs> – it's not because we didn't want more. Yeah. They were critically or, or yeah. unrepresented. Yeah, they were this brutally year, unrepresented. Brutally yeah. unrepresented this year. This is one of the very few movies yeah. that start – like the other two are Michael Clark Duncan and Lawrence Fishburne, neither of whom You're, were top You are filled. forgetting one film. What's that? Chill Factor. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I forgot Chill Factor. You forgot Chill Factor. This was the biggest film of this year. (laughs) Wild Wild West was was one of the two biggest films of this year starring an African-American person. And that in and of of itself is is kind of weird and crazy. Um, 
this is one of the this is one of the worst parts about the 1999. Um, that was the, the 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 1999 the year of cinema that is 99 is is woefully right. underrepresented underrepresented when it comes to diversity. Uh, it is unfortunate. It's also unfortunate that this happens to be one of the few totally. films. Totally, that, that's that's kind of was my point because it, of how racially insensitive this movie is. Yeah. Uh, because of any number of things. Yeah. But that is definitely one of the worst parts about this movie, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so there you go. One of the worst parts on that one on of that the worst note, movies you will ever see. I hope you, you didn't watch follow it. along <laughs> with us. Uh, yeah. And next week we'll be back with what's arguably one of Kenny's favorite films of '99. Well, it was one, it, at the time. It was one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, uh, it has to be better than Wild Wild West. Uh, the, mean, mov- the movie is Go by Doug Liman, written yeah. by John August, yeah. starring. Uh, one of my favorite people, Sarah, Sarah Polly, and uh, I mean, I don't know her. One of my favorite actresses, I guess, writer, director, actress. One of your favorite personalities. I've I have met her actually. My favorite documentarian. I worked at a video store. She came in several times. She's she Canadian. Nice. She's very Canadian. Yeah, she reads Canadian. Uh, it's a great reads Canadian. That's yeah. a thing. Uh, yeah, you, you read Canadian. You got the boots. Um, the boots. And uh, how dare you? Sorry, Sarah Polly, Katie Holmes, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Uh, and, uh, William Fickner, which, who in a role I really love, yeah, he's great in it. Um, um, Jenna Maroney, Jenna Maroney, Jay Moore. What's Jenna Maroney's, Jenna Maroney's real name? in this? We have uh, what's her real name? Oh, uh, yeah, she's in this. Oh God, uh, what's her name? Jenna Maroney. Uh, who else is in this movie? Uh, Melissa McCarthy's in this movie. Is she? Yeah, she have a- she's she's the uh, she's like this girl that that they're asking for directions to the big rave at the end, and All she right. goes like. And she's yeah, she's in like a doorway. You'll oh, yeah, Tay Diggs. <laughs> you really just breezed past that. Yeah, sure, I love Tay Diggs. Yeah, Tay Diggs is uh, really, good in it. Tay Diggs is in this movie. It's it's. I'm it's really a I'm really stacked movie. Actually. I'm really excited to watch this movie. It's very 1999. It's about rave yeah. culture. One of the few big movies ever made about rave culture. Sure. People are just rolling um, through this whole movie. Yeah, can't wait. Looking forward to it. We can't yeah. wait to be back Get your next week. Ready for with, for go next week with go. All right, movie that, movie that has no qualms about saying the title. In even in, in even out of context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go! We'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 